I cannot tell you how excited I am for today's episode of the show. We welcome a new partner of the podcast, the June app, J-O-O-N. And today we get to talk to the app's clinical director of strategy, Joe. Joe is just, he's super cool. He's super fun. He's a great guy, very insightful, great mind, great everything behind it. You're probably wondering what the heck the June app is. Well, do you need to drive positive behavior change? with your children is your child struggling with behaviors habits routines while at school or at home well june j-o-o-n might be worth a look this new revolutionary app combines a video game that kids love with important tasks and habits that you want them to practice daily you can give the app a try for free yes f-r-e-e and use my code that's going to be y-n-g that's why isn't that Yak, N is in Nancy, G is in Gary, D A D. So Y N G D A D to earn 25% off. See why 5,000 families and 1,000 therapists, myself included in both those numbers, are recommending June and visit J O O N A P P dot I O backslash young dad to learn more. Again, the website is J-O-O-N-A-P-P dot I-O backslash young dad to learn more about the app. And my code to save yourself 25% is going to be Y-N-G-D-A-D. Thank you so much. We're excited for the show. We hope you enjoy learning about the new app today. And we hope that you give it a try for absolutely free. Amazing. Thank you to our live in-studio audience. Super excited to be with you guys for another episode of the Young Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and joining me today on the show is the Director of Clinical Strategy for the June app, that's J-O-O-N. If you haven't heard of the June app yet, well, you're about to hear all about it. And I'm super excited about it because not only is this an app that I use in my own line of work with my own clients and kids and families, but it's also a tool that I use at home with my own kids. So I fully can say it's wonderful. It's super fun. It's great. Um, and the also other exciting part of this show today is that it's a great opportunity for us to announce our partnership with the June app that we'll get into toward the very end of this podcast. A little plug there. But joining me is Joe. Like I mentioned, Joe is the uh, director of clinical strategy. He's joining us today to talk more about the June app. So, Joe, I'll give the floor to you. Go ahead and introduce yourself, talk a little bit about yourself, and then kind of how, what your role is with June and just the overall involvement with the app and what it is, and explain it to the audience for those who haven't heard of it yet. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, uh, Jay. I'm excited to be here today. Uh, so I am the director of clinical and scientific strategy at June, um, and uh, I'm, I'm I was so just to give you a little bit of a back, background about myself, um, I am a licensed clinical psychologist by training. Uh, I spent about eight years conducting research uh, focused on um, better understanding uh, kids with behavior problems, things like ADHD, oppositional defiant disorder. Um, and delivering treatments to hundreds of families um, to help improve uh, behavior. And uh, after about eight years of that, uh, I got really intrigued by uh, the ability of apps to actually um, be used by, you know, families and, and children. Um, and so I did a little bit of a, a pivot uh, into 
basically um, working with companies to uh, you know build out research and, and, and develop apps that actually can be uh, really useful at um, helping families. Uh, and uh, I worked at one company and then for about a little over a year and then uh, I heard I thought I learned about June um, and I was really excited uh, about what June had to offer because um, just to give a little background to the audience about what the June app is is it's a behavior management platform that basically um, allows parents to work with their kids to help set their kids up for success. And the way that it does this is um, by uh, basically merging uh, success in the real world with success in the video game. Uh, and this was the most intriguing concept to me was uh, basically leveraging a video game to actually uh, get kids to complete tasks, things like homework, chores um, in, in, in the real world. Uh, and the way that it, that it works is there's a parent app where the parent can basically uh, assign what we call quests. And these are basically specific chores, homework, um, different things, you know, behavioral expectations that you have for your child. Uh, and the, the parent assigns those quests. And then the child has a video game um, where they raise a virtual pet and they earn coins to buy things for their pet. Uh, and then they can explore some virtual worlds. Uh, but the key, the kicker here is the only way to um, be successful in the video game and, and, and use these coins is to complete your quests that your parent assigns you in the real world. So you have to complete your homework to earn coins, you know, whatever the things are that are on there, whether it's homework, routines, making your bed, brushing your teeth. Um, the child has to do those things. And then after they do those things, the parent's able to award coins. And then the child is actually able to leverage those coins uh, in this virtual world. So Parents love it because, you know, what they've told us is they see that their child is actually uh, really motivated to, to do the things that they're asking them to do. Uh, and uh, kids love it because they love the game. <laughs> and uh, what they're doing is they're, they're going back to their parents and saying, hey, can I have some more quests, some more things to do uh, so that I can, you know, buy this hat for my, for my virtual pet um, and that kind of a thing. Uh, and so to me, you know, I saw this concept and I thought this was not something I had seen before. Uh, this is, a, you know, I have worked with a lot of families to develop, you know, reward charts, you know, things like that. Um, but this was a really novel and innovative way, I think, to sort of get both parents and child on board uh, to sort of work together collaboratively um, to succeed and to accomplish the things uh, that the parents and the, the child, you know, ultimately do want to accomplish. And uh, so I reached out to them. Uh, they didn't, you know, really have any, they didn't have any, any uh, research things like going on at that time. Um, but about six months later, they got some funding and, and they were looking for someone to sort of build out the clinical and scientific direction uh, for the company. So that's where I ended up, how I ended up here. Um, and so now, uh, you know, again, we have a lot of information about uh, from parents about how well this is working. And, and we just want to continue to follow that up with doing some um, additional research and partnering with, um, you know, clinicians and therapists to, to get this into the hands of families that ultimately, you know, hopefully will benefit. 100%. I love that. And it's so true. I mean, <clears throat> I started using this as a therapy tool in my work. I'm a, I'm a mental health therapist. So I actually work with what work within what's called a WISE program. So it's a wraparound with intensive services. Um, and so we work with the family, the youth. So we work with the caregivers and the youth. And this was actually brought to me by a family a few months ago saying, we just tried this app. I'm like, I've never heard of that. Let me look into it because we like to make sure that our families are using like reputable things because there's so many apps yeah. and things out there that are that aren't aren't that. And so I looked into it and I'm like, whoa, this is really cool. Uh, this is 
definitely different. Like I hadn't seen, like you said, I hadn't seen anything like this before. I hadn't seen a game that was essentially controlled by parents, but the kids also controlled it at the same time. So it brings in that ever so important, like shared control factor, which is so hard for a lot of parents, especially kids for parents with kids with big behaviors or ADHD or ODD, like you had mentioned. Those things are really hard. Those parents have a really hard time sharing that control because those kids yep. usually take those kids usually take a couple steps and then they're a mile down the road a few seconds later with it. Uh, so it helps it stay controlled in that environment, which I really like. And you can't see my hands. I'm doing this thing right here. They're sharing that control. They're meshing. Um, and then I'm like, okay, I started using it with this family specifically for a couple. I want to say I used it for like two months. And then I'm like, I want to do something else with it. I want to try it at home. I see how it's working for them, but I want to try it in my home before I really recommend it to anyone else. So then I brought it in home with my own daughter who a few weeks ago really, really started to struggle with who knows what. Um, trying to bring her more structure, routine, fun, all these different things. My oldest daughter, she's six going on seven this year in 2024. And so I'm like, maybe this will work. She really likes apps. She's really into like, we have an extra phone. So just putting it on there won't be a big deal. Uh, she picks up the concepts really quick. And then if I just explain to her, like these, these are her quests and then she gets coins and then she gets to cash the coins in for real life things, but also to take care of her pet. I think this will be a no brainer win-win for her. And it absolutely has, like she looks forward to it every morning, every day when she gets home from school, every night she goes through she double checks her tasks like after dinner. She's like, okay, what do I have to do? How do I have to do it? And But she knows how to do all the, the tasks. Um, the best part about it, I say, is that the kids don't get, and this is probably one of my favorite parts from a therapy perspective and from a family perspective, is that, yes, they they get to check off the task to get the coins, essentially, to get the instant gratification reward. So that little dopamine hit that, everyone's always looking for that quick gratification is right there but it's also delayed at the exact same time which is such a hard concept to actually bring into a home and into real life with a lot of kids because kids just want the instant gratification they don't want the, anything delayed but with this it forces that delayed because a parent i could go two three days without approving tasks even though i'll get notifications that i need to approve tasks uh, I could go a day or two without approving tasks to make her make her wait, but that I can if she clean the kitchen table that night, and let's say it was cleaned just not very poorly, I can reduce the amount of coin, and I can put a note in there saying the kitchen table was cleaned pretty poorly, it was still dirty, um, this wasn't your best work, and I can re reduce the reward. So even though she's completing it to her, there's still that chance to go back and double check, which I think is so important because a lot of times as parents, we don't, it forces us as parents to go and double check to make sure that things were actually done and done in a way that was, I want to say like, like it, but like satisfactory um, or well enough uh, kind of thing. So that part of it, making the parents and the caregivers be involved in it is super important um and you can you i think another great part of it that is here i wasn't sure if you mentioned you can tailor it per child so if you have multiple children yep. 
I just think that's so cool. So I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So I can tailor my three-year-old's task to her. So her list is a lot mm-hmm. shorter. Like a lot shorter. <laughs> but my six-year-old has all these things to like do or to try to do or to get done. And um, I'm still tweaking it for her. It's definitely a learning curve. Like when you're taking it from therapy to in-home and just trying to tweak it for her. Like, okay, this is maybe there's too many tasks here or that task doesn't really make sense. Uh, oh, but this one does. And there's just so many options. There's already so many preloaded options for what people are using, mm-hmm. what other parents are using. And it's continuously updating itself too. Because I'll go in and see like the most common ones that parents are using like today. Three days ago, those were all different. Yep. And that's so cool to see like, okay, what are we all kind of struggling with with our kids with these same kind of behaviors? diagnoses diagnoses and whatnot so it definitely helps you feel not alone because like oh i'm not the only parent that struggles with their kid brushing their teeth or brushing their hair or cleaning up their toys or all these things so it lets you know like oh we're all kind of trying to do the same thing together um so it helps kind of bring a lot of reassurance in that year and it just takes so much guesswork out of it for parents because it's it's kid driven and if the kid doesn't do it they don't get the reward and the rewards are of course taking care of their pets my daughter has two pets now um but the other reward is getting to do real life things which i think is really cool so i set her bars really high that's it go ahead yeah i was just gonna say that's another piece of this is you can earn rewards to use in the in the game where you're raising your pet, but also um, parents can also tailor it to where if there's rewards they want to give outside of the game, like you know getting to stay up 15 minutes later, getting 30 minutes on the iPad, uh, they can set that up in the app as well, and then kids can redeem those uh, for you know 30 coins here for you know getting to stay up late or something like that. Um, so absolutely, it, it has both of those components, which is really really great. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, and you can you can filter it for what you want versus what you don't want in the app or what you want your kids doing versus not doing or doing on certain days of the week or weekend or, you know, it's just it, there's just so many options. Or if there's something that works for with you in your home versus what's already kind of preloaded in the app, pre-templated, you can change those templates because they're just templates they're just suggestion um you can change it to the days of the week time of the day however many coins like if it says suggested 20 coins but that's like an easy and medium hard task but for your kid it's an extremely hard task you can change that to 30 coins as an extremely hard task and reset your own baseline based on these different things and it's continually also taking your own feedback which i think is really cool because it'll ask you every time you go and review individual tasks, unless you just do review all and you just say approve all kind of thing, sure. um, which I've done a few times, um, guilty, but <laughs> you can go in and you can review every task and think about it. How hard was it to get your child to complete this task today and load in your own real-time feedback? And make those adjustments as you go and get suggestions as, and adjustments as you go, which is so important because some days are going to be harder than others. And you want to see how your kid's trending, which I think is a really key yeah. aspect of it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, the, the idea here and a lot of these things you touched on, um, but is, uh, look, for for all kids, there are certain core things that are going to be helpful, right? Like the things you touched on is we know consistency works for all kids, no matter what they're struggling with. Being consistent, key thing. Um, that goes along with routines, right? Routines are super helpful uh, for any kid, just like they're super helpful for any adult. Um, so routine, also recognition, right? And recognition in the sense of, um, you know, you mentioned being able to go back and review, like, you know, how well did my daughter clean up the kitchen table? Um, so one of the things that we know happens is a lot of kids, uh, you know, when you set up any sort of like expectations around like, you know, doing your homework, you know, clean, clearing off the table, brushing your teeth, making your bed, cleaning your room, whatever it happens to be is that um, a lot of time we're so busy, right? Particularly parents, so busy. <laughs> um, but it, it can be hard to remember like, hey, what were those three things that I asked my child to do? And even harder to go back and say, okay, I'm going to hold myself accountable and I'm going to go make sure that like those things were done. And so what ends up happening is uh, either on one hand, kind of what you alluded to, which is the task isn't done at all, or if the task is done, it's sort of done sort of below expectations and you give that feedback. Um, but the other piece and the other thing that often happens is a task is actually done and it's done correctly and no feedback is ever given to the kids, right? Because the parents sort of moved on, they're on the phone, they're, you know, whatever, like, you know, life's busy, we're all busy. And so what the app sort of tries to do is it sort of embeds these principles around um, routines, consistency, accountability um, to allow the child and the parent to collaborate and work together uh, so that everybody sort of knows what the expectations are. Uh, but also everybody's getting acknowledgement recognition for achieving and meeting those expectations. And one of the key things that we do as parents, as kids develop over time, is uh, we do, you know, so the technical term for this is what's called scaffolding, right? The idea that we want to get our kid from point A to point Z, but we can't get them from point A, just, you know, go zero to 100 and get to Z that quickly. And so we scaffold them, meaning we kind of push them a little to get to B you know, from A to B. And then at, when they get to B, we push them a little more to get from B to C. Uh, and so we're doing this scaffolding all throughout development. And um, what the app allows us to do is it allows us to do that in a way um, to basically be able to give that level of feedback that, you know, incorporates this, this scaffolding principle to say, you know, hey, look, you know, I've been asking my you know son to do uh, this task for a week. They're having a really tough time. Let me be a little reflective here about like, is this task too hard for them? Should I break it? down? Should I think about it differently? Uh, should I reward more points in order to like better motivate them? Uh, and so all of those features are sort of built in there. So there's this these sort of consistent pieces that every parent uses. But then the last point that you really touched on is, but there's this incredible amount of flexibility around how a parent wants to actually use June. Um, how many points do they want to assign for a task? Do they want to come up with their own tasks? Do they want to use tasks that are common tasks that, you know, get used uh, by a lot of parents uh, of kids between, you know, six and nine or something like that. Uh, and so, you know, by putting all of these things that we know sort of help and work, uh, you're sort of reducing a lot of the burden on, you know, just how overwhelming at times it can be for parents. And I think this is why the idea has really resonated with uh, parents and then also with kids because, you know, parents are like, oh, I don't have to nag them as much. I don't have to keep track of all the different things that I have in my head. You know, we put all his uh, homework assignments in the app. And so now, you know, and that's all in there and I can go back and review it on my own time. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the idea is basically just trying to reduce a lot of the, 
challenges there are um and and having uh sort of a tracking system where parents and kids sort of all know what the expectations are they're all on the same page uh and uh, you know ultimately that just helps everybody right in the family and you know hopefully reduces conflict and and that kind of a thing so no very true and i think that's kind of the key part that i really saw for it from a therapy point of view is the elimination of and it's really it's hard to tell a parent or to tell a client that there's unnecessary communication going on but that's kind of like the nagging and the reminders and whatnot a kid with odd or adhd the last thing they need sometimes is those consistent like reminders and nagging do this do that do this do that they they know kids with adhd or odd are at least for in my work that i work with are probably some of my more capable kids um they're a little bit they're a little bit faster, they're a little bit smarter, they're a little bit more self-aware, they're a little bit quicker on their feet um because they they just are. This is how their brain works. That's how their neurodivergencies actually benefit them. And their parents just see these diagnoses like oh they're just so oppositional, they're so defiant, they're so like hard, they're so hard. But when we really look at that or like with ADHD, they're fidgety, they're all over the place, they they don't focus, they can't focus for a long period of time. But at the same time, those are also superpowers, like legitimate, like human superpowers to an extent, because they can do things so quickly. They can think so much quicker. They have to be quicker on their feet to be defiant um, and to be able to work through a different task and whatnot. And so it's really fun. But this app, the June app, really takes away that kind of cuts out that middle, that middle ground um, and helps just mesh because it can be really hard for a parent and a child with these behaviors or diagnoses to to mesh because the parent probably just just straight up doesn't know how they weren't expecting it they don't know how to deal with it unless they themselves are also that same way and have worked through it then they have a little a couple more tools in the tool bag to work with Uh, but jude essentially gives that tool it's like okay here you go this is all your things you need to do it gives that full autonomy, which is so important, not only for all children, but specifically, um, at least, I mean, I keep mentioning ODD and ADHD, but for those kids to have that autonomy to do things on their own time frame, within their own focus limits, within their own deficits, within their own um, oppositional moments or defiant moments, it gives them that autonomy to still do the things without getting in trouble for not doing, while doing other things and not getting nagged and creating yeah. a bigger problem. So even less gets done because as you and I will well, know, okay. Oh no. Uh, so it's like, as you and I will know, like the more we nag, the more we get involved, the more we engage, the more that it comes back on us and it creates even more and less gets done. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I think that's the other key piece of this is, you know, I- I've done a lot of work with families, um, you know, to develop behavioral uh, plans, right? Um, and, and a lot of times it, it really is, you know, the kid is involved, the child is involved to some degree, but I think what the app really does is it helps to, uh, you know, this isn't a parent problem, it's not a child problem, it's it's a let's work together and sort of solve and, and, and move the needle on improving these things. Um, and I think it's, it's a key critical thing by having that child involvement 
um, not only is everything you said true, but also this this idea of the child also learning some level of independence, right? Some level of having to be accountable for their own uh, behaviors and actions and the things that they're doing. Uh, and they have to do that, right? So they have to sort of give that feedback of like, hey, I did this thing, like, okay, can you approve it? And then can I earn my coins? Um, and, and teaching that independence is so critical, particularly at younger ages, and is going to really help uh, foster the development, right, as the child gets older, for them to be able to uh, remember to do things like, you know, uh, take notes in class, write down my homework, you know, make lists, the things that are all going to sort of help them uh, as far as general life skills, right, long term as they um, go into adolescence, young adulthood and beyond. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And you can also, like, even within that, you can also create little rewards for things that they already do. So you don't have to restructure, yep. like, a whole new routine, you know? Like, when I've had a couple parents get this app, they're like, okay, this gives me an opportunity to completely change and do everything over, start from ground zero, which is great for some kids. Not some, very few. I would say majority need to keep it consistent and then like you said that scaffolding add on a little bit you know go a week or yep. two you know reward for the things they're already doing super well like you know that they already brush their teeth every single day and they're religious about it because that's just how their brain works that's what they hyper focus on is their hygiene and so their hygiene is already great well let's reward that then go ahead and just do some two coin tasks for brushing your teeth brushing your hair you know, let's do 10 coins yep. for just, they did their morning routine, they did their nighttime hy hygiene routine. Let's just throw 10 coins in there. They wash their hands, throw two coins their way kind of thing. Let them feel good about it because maybe they're in their heads are like, man, I can't not do, do this hygiene because it's like all I can think about. But now they have a reward and they're like, oh, this is actually just a normal thing now. I'm not weird. I'm not different. Yeah. Because who knows what they're being told at school. Maybe they're the kid that's always washing their hands, always pumping hand sanitizer before they touch or do anything. Maybe they just breathe some air and they're like feeling germy so they clean their hands or asked to go wash your face or something. And they're getting made fun of in school. So the last thing they need is at home to feel like they're a freak for being clean. But now they're in this app, it gives them just that space to just be like, oh, oh, I get coins for doing these things that I feel so weird for doing but I, i'm normal in this moment kind of thing so it helps bring so much normalcy to kids and to families around and it makes things so much easier chores are easier homework's easier because like you said it's back on the kid and they have to own it yeah well i think you you touched on the super important point too of uh, I, so I call these quick wins, like when I when I work with families, is uh, you know when when you're developing or using something like this, or you know whether it's pen and paper with the or with June, a lot of times the the sort of knee jerk reaction is, um, well here's all the the five to ten things that I know they're not doing at all, and so I'm gonna just put all of those in there, and uh, usually I will stop a parent and ask, you know, what do you think the outcome is gonna be if the child doesn't do any of these things that they're not already doing? And the parents like, well, they're not going to earn any coins, right? They're not going to earn any coins, which means they're also going to not know what the value of any of those coins are, because they're going to go into to the app and not really be able to purchase any of the items that they want to purchase. And so what we want to do is we want to structure it in a way that allows them to get some quick wins um, in addition to some of this other stuff that you want to focus on, but get quick wins 
so that there's some buy-in by the child in terms of, oh, you know, here's some things I'm already doing. I'm earning these coins and those coins allow me to explore the world a little more, buy new stuff for my, you know, virtual pet, whatever it is that they're doing in the game. Now, you don't want to overcorrect, right? Where you're like, oh, I'm just going to give them, you know, 10,000 coins and and now they don't have to really do any of the expectations I have because they do, you know, brush their teeth, which they've always done and they earn all the coins and, and they, but, but the idea is, is you want a mixture um, of some quick wins along with some things that are going to be sort of more, uh, more challenging behaviors that are, you know, maybe they're not doing any of their homework. It's like, so let's put homework on there. But let's also think about some things they're already doing. And like, I, I like your strategy of, you know, you don't have to award as many points, coins for those things, but you know, you start small and then you kind of go from there. So um, absolutely, that can be a, a beneficial strategy, I think. 100%. And I think that what you hit on there is so important. Two things you hit on there. Starting small. You know, one thing, and the whole time I worked in the program I work in is re-emphasizing, over-emphasizing with parents and caregivers and kids even to start so small. Start with the smallest thing. Let's start with just one coping skill. Let's start with one identification of communication styles. Let's start with just one thing for this thing. Let's not think, we, let's also think big picture at the same time, but let's think the small steps on how we get there. And once we keep start making these small steps, let's celebrate each and every win success because that is so yep. important. You got to stack those wins. Again, it goes back to the scaffolding. That is, like you said, the best way to put it here with that scaffolding. But you're building each of those wins is a piece on the scaffolding. Each of those small steps is a piece of the scaffolding. Maybe it's a bolt. Maybe it's a nut. Maybe it's a metal wire. Or why did I say wire? A metal, a metal rod kind of thing. Maybe it's that orange fencing on the ground or whatever to block off the area you're building. Whatever it is, like those are all so important and vital, and those are missed so often just within parenting, within life as adults. We don't reward ourselves enough, but with June, it makes mm -hmm. it so we have to reward our kids, but also at the same time, like kind of reward ourselves for not for realizing, oh, things are so much better. Why are they better? Oh, because my kids are doing their things. I'm not blowing up and getting mad. I'm calmer. So our relationship starting to improve. So those things kind of happen more so organically in a sense, because they're unconscious things that are happening. They're not because the parents aren't getting any reward. I would love a June version for adults. Cause I think, as you said, it would be so beneficial because, and I say that for the reason, because like you mentioned, we're busy. Consistency is so important. Yeah. You know, routine is so important for children and adults, but we don't take time a lot of the time. Most parents, at least I work with in my line of work, they don't take that time for themselves to reward themselves, to give themselves a pat on the back, a couple coins, to take care of a pet, to feel like a kid. I mean, a lot of the parents I work with, we all grew up in the 80s and 90s. We all had Tamagotchis. Um, yep. This is a very kind of updated way, at least for kids to have a Tamagotchi in a sense. Um, with their daughters. Yep. Uh, but it'd be really cool to have like an adult version because not only then we can build our own coins for our own rewards, but it forces us to do things for ourselves, to go and allow ourselves to get that coffee or to get 
Um, you know, I'll say it. I'm secure enough in my own masculinity. I'll go and get a manicure. Um, I would have to get like a thousand coins, but I, if I got a thousand coins, obviously <laughs> I have it. I earned it. I did all the things like that's so important to me. Like I can go and do that. Um, I deserve that. I earned that kind of thing because as parents, we want to teach these things to our kids to earn the things that they want to work for it. But we're working all the time, yet not rewarding ourselves in any way with that sense. So definitely yeah. something that would be really cool to have a June adult version um, would be would be cool. We get but... that request a lot, actually. Yeah, we, we get that request a lot from parents that have had uh, success with the app. Is it would be neat to have a, a June adult version. Um, I think, again, going back to to all the reasons you're saying, right, is uh, mm -hmm. we don't reward ourselves enough. I mean, I, I definitely have friends and have talked to people that set up their own cognitive reward systems like this, where they say, like, you know, I, I'm really craving a Starbucks, you know, latte, but I'm going to have to finish this this project I'm working on at work, and I won't go get it until I finish that project at work. And so naturally, you know, a lot of people will do this type of thing. Um, mm -hmm. But to have something in front of you, reminding you, Right. And, and, and holding you accountable. And um, that's uh, yeah, I, I think that it benefits not only kids, but but certainly also adults um, to some degree. And I think just June at the same time really helps us parents raise kids who are able to to thrive. The world is chaos, as you very well know, you know, being a dad, being a parent, it's chaos out there. And we have to raise such strong, resilient, organized, optimistic, and well-rounded kids to make sure that they can navigate the chaos. Um, a lot of kids now, just because of kind of how us parents are raised and are raising kids now, we our world wasn't quite as chaotic. We've kind of grown into adulthood through the chaos so the chaos has kind of been navigated as we get older as we get more cognitively aware and smart um but for our kids they're just coming into the chaos they're coming into all the things that we kind of grew up in and we're able to navigate slowly for them it's just a bam semi truck train hitting you um but that's one thing i love about june and about the work i do and about being a dad myself is just that we are trying to raise kids who are like personally thriving and that they're going to go out into the world and they're going to thrive in different professional um, environments, personal environments, while also, you know, kind of like you mentioned here uh, in our, in our questionnaire, you know, the goal is to raise kids who thrive personally, professionally, while also improving the world in some way. Uh, because that's what's, that's yep. what it's all about. We have to put out kids who are productive into the world because the world needs the world needs that. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I think uh yeah, I totally agree with uh with what you're saying there. And um that's I think the goal, right, with June is, is basically to sort of help parents accomplish that goal. Um and uh whatever we can do to to help facilitate that, you know, that's that's our mission. Hundred percent. Because so, you know, when my, you have kids, there's no, there's no, there's no manual, right? It's like, all right, no. here's kids, and and we don't get a manual as parents. Um, and so any sort of, you know, tools like this that I think can help facilitate achieving that goal is is something that uh, you know, hopefully people find worthwhile. 
100%. So I've had to have the conversation a few times with the app and working with some families is, well, now they're going to be on a screen more. This is going to require them Mm -hmm. to be on a screen more. And that conversation I've had to have is to justify this app as like a a routine thing that's not going to count against their unproductive screen time. And I've had to explain like productive versus unproductive screen time. Video games, TVs, movies, games, those are apps and like games on the iPad and stuff. Those are unproductive screen time. But there is a productive screen time, like school time on a screen. That's more or less productive. If they're playing like Khan Academy or math games or whatever, like those are productive versions of screen time. But I've had a parent, a couple parents be like, well, we can't do this because we already limit screen time to such an extreme. This would be an exception. Like it's a game. Like how can I allow my kid to play a game and be on a screen? Like that's, that goes against kind of what I'm trying to do here. So how do we, how do you, in your role perspective with the app, kind of help change that narrative with parents? Yeah, so I, I think you, you kind of nailed it, right? Which is this idea that, like, there's this big, big umbrella screen time idea, right? Um, and, and there's a lot of conflicting information around, like, you know, screen time, is it bad? Is it good? Uh, you know, it's a very t- similar type of uh, conundrum as, like, social media, right? Like, is it good? Is it bad? Um, and, and I think the idea here is, is is these are really technologies that are actually relatively neutral. Um, and it's really about how we're using them and what we're doing with them. And, and, you know, there's some research evidence that actually backs this in terms of, you know, there are TV shows, educational TV shows that uh, can be helpful for kids. And that is screen time, right, in, in that sense. And then there's a lot of TV shows for kids that have no therapeutic elements, no educational elements. And, you know, that is just... <laughs> It's just fun, right? And and that's okay too, because fun, you know, we all need some fun in our lives. Um, but the idea with this is is what is the purpose of the screen time that's being given, you know, when using an app like June? And the idea is is our kid is our child is learning something, right? And it's not learning in like the traditional sort of like school homework type of a thing, but it's it's learning in terms of learning how to behave and interact with the world in a productive way. Uh, achieving expectations, meeting consistent expectations, doing the things that, you know, the people around me in my life are expecting me to do. Um, so I think that, you know, I'll just reiterate what you said makes a lot of sense. But then the other piece of this, you know, for parents is, one, they're able to sort of control, um, you know, how much screen time the child's actually getting, right? So you can set expectations around that. I mean, if it's really challenging thing, set a quest that says, you know, only plays with it for 15 minutes, you know, and then if they do that approved, they get the coins and then the next day they can go back in and, and do the app. Um, but also as the child sort of redeems their coins, their ability to interact in the virtual world is also going to be restricted, right? So this isn't like a game that sort of just goes on and on forever, but it's like until they do more quests, until they do more sort of things that you've, you've sort of laid out for them, they're not going to be able to do a whole lot in the app, right? Um, and then the final piece of this is, you know, let's say there's still resistance there is to go back to this idea that y- you can set up physical in, you know, real world rewards as well, right? And and so maybe that's, maybe the app then gets used in a, as an accounting system, um, but the coins are not redeemed necessarily for gameplay in the June app, but are redeemed for getting to pick a dessert for the night, getting to watch a movie, you know, whatever it is that the parent wants to use. Um, and, and so that's sort of how I, how I would go about 
you know, addressing that. I love that. I love that. All right. <clears throat> Let's jump into our YDP3. Um, before that, though, do you have anything else that you want to mention about the app itself uh, that we haven't touched? I think we touch on almost all the big key parts, I think, at least. Um, but is there anything else specifically that you want to touch on about the app um, just for the listeners that they absolutely need to know? Yeah, so um, I think we touched on the key pieces of the app. The third component of this, though, that I do want to make sure we plug is uh, kind of how you came about the app. So we're hearing from a lot of treatment providers that are saying, hey, I heard about this app from a family that I was already working with. And um, the so, so what happened is we started building out what we call clinician tooling, where uh, treatment providers actually can connect families to the app, and they can actually visualize and see the progress that the child is making on achieving whatever goals are being laid out. And that can be used, you know, in a therapeutic context as a provider sort of working with the family to set up a behavior plan to actually go through that with the parents directly, but then also kind of connect. And they're going to be getting sort of ongoing feedback about uh, what the time in between sessions looks like, you know, at, at, at the, in the house, like how often is the child actually, you know, completing these tasks? Um, and so that clinician tooling is something that may be helpful for a lot of, uh, you know, therapists or treatment providers. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, if, a, if a parent connects or a clinician connects to each other, uh, there's a 25% discount on the annual fee uh, for the app. So you can learn more about all this at, at uh, our website, juneapp.io. Um, but uh, I did want to make sure I, I mentioned that clinician component of it because we think that's going to be, you know, a real vital component of this as well for families. 100%. And that is, that is super important. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for all the information. We touched a lot of good stuff. June is just, it's packed full of just goodness, um, structure, routine, accountability, tools, resources. It really just gives you as a parent this tool that has this tool bag, essentially, it's definitely just like handing a parent, like, here's a tool bag of all these pre-planned tools and everything. All you have to do is click a couple boxes and you have tools now. Like it just takes, yep. it takes all the guesswork out of it. And I think that's by far the most elite part of the app is, sorry, my millennial was just showing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just so elite. It's that next level that takes it to it takes it just out of our heads as parents trying to raise kids in 2024 and gives us tools and strategies and ways to, to parent differently and better and more efficiently. Because the name of the game is efficiency. Um, if we can get our kids yep, onto an app to do their tasks, then we have more time to then spend with them. Because essentially, the app helps them build the habit, do the things quicker, be, changes the behavior a little bit, enough for us to do more fun things together. Um, because we now know like, oh, hey, we're getting help with the dishes, we're getting help with the table, we're getting help with cleaning up toys. Like, it's not just all on our shoulders, a little bit off of us now, yep. and it's on them. And it's like, oh, I can breathe. I can parent. I can have fun <laughs> yep. with my kids a little bit. I can play. I have an excuse to play games with them. I have an excuse to watch a movie with them. Like before that wasn't a possibility because nothing was getting done. They were unproductive. They were bad. Their behavior was bad. But now it's like, 
I, I have no excuse and they earned it. So now I have to follow through. You have to follow through with this app. Um, if you want to see that consistent change, if your kid cashes in a candy, yep. like my daughter cashed in a candy over the weekend and we had to go to the dollar store to get her a candy. Yep. Was I expecting a dollar store trip? No, but she did it. She earned it. <laughs> And I, it was time to cash it in. So it's my turn to, she did all her things and did her portion of it. Now it's time for me to do mine. So um, keep your point over there. Make sure you follow up and make sure you follow through for your kids. Or it's not going to work, essentially. Uh, but let's jump into the YDP3 here um, to kind of get us wrapped up a little bit. Uh, the first question here is, where are you rooted? And rooted can mean like, physically rooted like where do you call home but also like core values kind of what makes up like the person that is joe that's a tough one um uh so i would say you know so physically um i'm I'm from florida born and raised in florida um and uh, i'm a a big my happy place is definitely anything on the water Uh, so that could be lake uh beach um, but that's just there's just something about that that uh, just takes me to a different different place uh, in terms of core values. Um, you know, that, that one's pretty easy for me. I, I, I think integrity is is the key piece. Right. And so that's something I'm obviously trying to uh, imbue in my kids as well. But integrity, honesty um, and, and hard work. Um, you know, I think uh, we all have something to contribute and, and in, in the world. Um, and, and I think at the end of the day. Um, we just have to leverage our passions and our skills uh, in a way that that gives back. And it's not always going to be easy, <laughs> um, but you got to roll up your sleeves and, um, you know, do that hard work, but also make sure you're doing it with integrity and honesty. <laughs> I love that. You kind of answered the same, the second question in the first question. The second question was what grounds you? Um, you kind of mentioned that with like oh. water, the beach, putting your toes in the sand, yeah. putting your toes in the water. Uh, so I'll give you a pass on that one. Uh, kind of worked ahead of me. This always happens when I work with other professionals in the field. They they kind of catch on pretty quickly and answer two questions at once. So, uh, but the last question yeah. here <laughs> is: I come to you. I'm just some random parent. We're we're on the beach in Florida, and which sounds lovely right now. It's like 20 degrees here um, in Washington, <laughs> but I come to you. I just walk up to you on the beach. I'm like, this guy looks like he has it together. You're playing with your family and whatnot. And I'm like, bro, I know I don't know you. You don't know me. But I'm, I'm struggling with what I got going on over there. My kids, their behavior. I'm struggling with myself. You get to tell me one, maybe one and a half pieces of wisdom or advice that you're embarking on me in that moment. Wow. Hmm. Just one. One, one and a half. Was one, one and a half. Um, uh, I think uh, the piece of advice that I would give is to to figure out where you're at and go from there rather than sort of trying to wipe the slate clean rather than trying to build from the ground up, but to recognize that um, we're all at a, we're all, we all have a starting place and, and that starting place is different for each of us. And to ask yourself, if I start from here, what is it that I can do to get to the next step? Um, and, and stop trying to uh, get to sort of the end goal, but to think about it as what is the skill set I have now? What are the things that I'm capable of doing now? What is the information that I have in this moment in order for me just to move 
one tiny step forward um, and then just keep doing that. And if you do that every day, over and over and over again, ultimately, eventually you'll end up where it is that you want to end up. Um, and you'll look back and you'll say, that seemed so overwhelming at the time, but it really wasn't, right? Um, and, and I think that's the piece of advice that I would give uh, in you know how you're raising your kids, how you interact in your day-to-day work life, whatever it is, I think that is uh, is a valuable approach. I love that. I appreciate that. Well, Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Very last question for you, because it's kind of a staple of the show. Does pineapple go on pizza? Yeah, so I saw this when I, I uh, scheduled uh, this this meeting. Um, I'm trying to recall because I had two answers. I, I, I think I think my diplomatic answer, this is the one I gave in that survey, was something along the lines of, you know, sure, if you have something else to serve, you know, at the get together or something like that. But my first response was really going to be something like, um, only if you don't want people to come back to your house for pizza. Um, but then I realized this is a very contentious issue. This is in my own household. This is a very contentious issue. Um, but uh, I, I will land hard on absolutely not under any circumstances does the pineapple belong in a pizza. So hopefully yeah. it doesn't alienate your, your, you or your listeners, but no, it's, um, that's my position on it. It's kind of always been like a running thing on the show since the very beginning. I don't know how. I think it just ended up in one of our very first like debate episodes, this or that, yes or no. And it's kind of just stuck throughout the last year and a half. So, um, but I'm going to put you in for a debatable issue. My, in, in my opinion, no. I, it's not even debatable. It's like, I'll debate anything with you, but I won't debate that. <laughs> No, I, so. I will go to fisticuffs with you, but this is a mountain that I will die on with you. Is that <laughs> absolutely not. But I've had plenty of other guests that are like, well, it can go on others, but it's just not for me. Very, like, kind and gentle, and it's an absolutely <laughs> not. It's an absolute. It's an absolute. Um, but it's probably one of my favorite. I think that's why Brad decided not to book with me, and he threw this to you to do instead. <laughs> Um, so what you know let me let me just plug june one more time here um drive positive behavior change with june if your child is struggling with behavior habit or routines while at school or at home if they are well june may might be worth a look this new revolutionary app combines a video game that kids love with important tasks and habits that you want them to practice daily you can give the app a try for free, yes, for free, with my code Y-N-G-D-A-D. So the cool way to spell young dad, Y-N-G-D-A-D. And you can earn 25% off your annual subscription with my code. So see why 5,000 families, mine included, and 1,000 therapists, also me included in that 1,000, why we are recommending June. Visit J-O-O-N-A-P-P dot I-O slash young dad. That's Y-O-U-N-G-D-A-D to learn more. And again, the code for the app for that discount to try for free is Y-N-G-D-A-D. Joe, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure to be able to pick your brain, learn a little bit more about the June app. And we are so excited. I am beyond excited to be working with you guys, to be in with you guys 
2024 and to see where this app grows in the coming years and to work with you guys just on a completely different level, not only as a clinician and a parent, but also as a supporter and promoter of the app and a voice to help get it into more hands and with more family. So I'm so excited for it. So excited to work with you guys and for all the good things that are going to come in 2024, not only to June, but also to the podcast. So I'm really excited to be working together. Yeah, absolutely. Us too. I uh, really, really appreciate you having me on the con- on the podcast. And uh, this has been great. It's been excellent to, to hear your perspective and to learn so much from you. So I appreciate you having me. Perfect. Well, I appreciate that. Well, we'll let the audience let's see if they're still awake out there. They are. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Young Dad Pod. I am DM Dave, the DM of Tomes of the Chaos Bard, a family-friendly D&D actual play podcast. And here I have my friend Solemn the Chaos Bard to tell you more about it. Hurry up, Quill! They're getting away! When a band of heroes begin an adventure, Solemn the Chaos Bard will be there. Someone has to write it down, you know. We have Henley, a ranger with a haunted past. Boudreau, a shaman on the search to save his family. Lila and Garatha, two people in a struggle to find peace in one mind. Roscoe, ready to blaze the trail and prove his worth. And Fenrir, who is looking for his big story to be a part of. And we are here to tell it, Quill, in Tomes of the Chaos Bard, a family-friendly, fantasy-focused actual play podcast with original songs and music. Come, join us as we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. (laughs) Solemn am I, clever and sly. Solemn the chaos bard. Man, that was such a good episode. We are so appreciative of our guests today for sharing their story, sharing their experience and their perspective and their answers to the YDP3. That's really where the podcast gets its life and its juice from. And it's always great to reconnect to your root, figure out what's grounding you currently and what advice and what can you give to someone else. I love that part of the show every time we come on. Quick message from your host before we let you go. We appreciate you you staying until the very end here. If you didn't know, and if you've been listening to the podcast, you know. But if you don't know and you're new, Jay, your host, is a published children's book author. You can get his book, A Baseball Game with Dad, over on Amazon right now. The link is in the show notes and across every single social media platform that we have. One more partnership that we have that's amazing for Father's Clothing. You can click the link below, read the story, and you'll want to leave the website with a new polo or a matching polo for you and your kid or pre-order something or get one of their new designs or get some socks or some other gear that's just um, by dad for dad. It's amazing. Great people over there at Four Fathers. We are so proud to be partnered with them. And then lastly... Join us over on our social medias. You can find us everywhere on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, at Young Dad Pod or Young Dad Podcast. Find us either way there. Very easy to find. We would love if you supported us and helped us grow and expand the podcast through our social media channels. Lastly, very lastly, we promise, if you're listening on Spotify, interact with the polls. 
interact with the question, leave a five-star review. If you're on Apple, hit that five-star rating, leave us a review to read on our next show. We'd love to do that. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like the video, comment, and share. And also, a friendly reminder, if you want to get the podcast early, you can head over to YouTube, subscribe, and you'll get early access ad-free to the podcast for that week. Any other platform, please make sure you rate, review, comment, and share the podcast with a friend. We love you. Remember, you are worthy. You are loved. You are worthy to be loved. We love you. Have a beautiful week. Take care.